Hey, Text Print Story family, how y'all doing, man? It's a big honor right here, y'all. For real, for real. Got my homie Matt Daniels right here from Tech City. Y'all know that's right around the corner from Lamarck. Anyway, y'all got the homie Matt from Tech City. That uh, I really I ain't got to tell the story yet. I was going to about the night that I caught Chain for the first time in TDC. I was only uh, actually out of state jail for five days. Then I had to go to the county jail and go to TDC thirty days and then county, then to uh, TDC. And the night that I caught Chain, I was with him. I was a little with a uh, little Vic. <clears throat> If y'all haven't subscribed to the Vic's channel, it's L-I-L space V-I-C space Salvation. He's from the hood, too, y'all, man. Go support Lil Vic. I don't even think he's dropped any stories yet. He's waiting on some subscribers, but y'all go hit him up. And uh, the reason we're here with Matt is he's definitely part of my story. You know what I mean? Bumping to him so many times in life is crazy. It's, just, it's weird, actually, how many times I bumped into different yeah, places. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So bumped him to him in the county. Bumped into him in TDC, bumped into him in the free world, everything like that. But, you know, as I know, as y'all know, I'm trying to keep my channel positive. You know what I mean? So people that are doing good things and everything like that. And this is the main thing that we're really proud of him right here, y'all. Check it out. No, for the focus, y'all. It's called Suicide Notes. Maybe read y'all something. It says, uh, Matthew J. Daniels was born in Texas City, Texas, to two loving parents. The youngest of nine children, he always had a love of reading and writing, and he learned how to do both before he even started school. Matthew completed his first short story for a school contest at the age of 12, and he won first place. Deep down, he always knew he wanted to be an author, and he has always reached for that goal. Matt has always loved reading, and he's and he owns a personal library which boasts more than 300 books. Matt Daniels still lives in Texas City with his wife and three children, and he looks forward to publishing many more novels. So, uh, congratulations, Matt. I appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that, man. Man, my man got his own book, y'all. Check that out. And uh, we definitely got some good prison stories. Y'all don't go nowhere. We got some fire, but we're just celebrating this right here. How long has it been out already? Man, it came out in uh September of 2019. September. So it's been out. It's been out for a few months, man. It's, it's doing pretty good. It's doing pretty good. What's about uh four months, five months, something like that? Huh? Yeah, months. yeah, about five months, about five months. That's good. Tell them where they can get your book. Uh, you can get it on uh Amazon.com. You can go to Amazon.com and just type in "Suicide Note" by Matthew Daniels. Uh, you can also go to Walmart.com. And type in Suicide Note by Matthew Daniels. The book will pop up. Uh, Halfpricebooks.com. Um, I've personally seen it on over two dozen online uh, bookstores, right? So nine out of ten, if you just got a bookstore in your hometown and you go to their online catalog, type Suicide Note by Matthew Daniels into the search engine, 
and it's liable to pop up. But if it doesn't, you can always get it from Amazon.com, Walmart.com, or HalfPriceBooks.com. Those are like the three major retailers that are selling it. Okay, I don't know if y'all heard that or not. The man said you can go to Walmart.com and buy his book, y'all. That's major. We're not talking about no BS right here. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. So, uh, congratulations on that, man. man Are you serious? That, I didn't know that, man. man. I'm about to ask this dude for a loan when he did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't know he was a books on Walmart. <laughs> hey, thank you. Damn, real. man. Awesome, real. awesome. Well, uh, see, we'll see. Go to the video. Let me see. Yeah. It's probably out at you right here. Let me see. Okay, Rob, what's up, Rob? Rob from G-Town. Okay, what's up? Oh, yeah, I'm the chosen few in the chat. Yeah, you see you see the chosen few? That's his channel, y'all. Go hit yeah. that subscribe to his channel. Rob, Andrew, Paul, Nathan, Tito, James, John. Oh, Rob, what's up? What's up, family? Chris, what's good? everybody do your thing, Tim, Chris. Oh, man, what's up, Chris, man? So I tried to get you in 3A, Chris. Chris, I'm right here, man. Shout yeah, no, I know Chris. You know Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Shout out Chris. Uh, shout out to my partner Frank Valdez. You know what I mean? There you go. All right. Oh, one thing I want to say, when I first really got to know Matt, really norm, norm was that night that we first caught change. You know what I mean? Because they pull you out of the county by 10 o'clock at night. Man, was it about 10 o'clock at night? Six, yeah, about 10, yeah, 11. Yeah. And you're going to sit in there till about 6 in the morning in a little empty room and... The cat that is scared, you can tell, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you can see you it in the eyes. eyes. They start asking these weird questions about where they going, what it's gonna be like, all this. and they're just going on a holiday. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going nowhere, yeah. man. They're going on yeah. a holiday. Oh, uh, terrified. Unit. Yeah, then you can see who already been a couple times or at least once. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's a trip. Uh, we actually went to holiday together too. You know what I mean? Yeah, same one. Hey, we never talked about. <clears throat> on Texas Prince story about holiday unit, a lot of people ask about it, man. When we went that time, you know they they changed it. I, I never went back where they changed it, but when we went at that time, when you took the the dorms, anybody that was taking a shower, the basically the TVs were above the shower. Oh man, you know that? yeah, at the at the end of the run. Yeah. So when you, when you pass by, oh, right there, yeah, man. yeah, oh. you're gonna see them. You couldn't help it if you sat the. That the bench face the shower and the toilet the holiday, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no place to like that. you gotta think whoever set that up, set it up to demoralize you. That's cruel. In the, in the first place. That's cruel and unusual punishment, yeah, man. Yeah, man. There was no stall walls. Everybody had to use the restroom, <laughs> wipe their butt while everybody watched TV. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. butt naked showering while you watch TV, man. There was no. Uh, later, I heard they moved them by the doors. So that was probably cool, had you know a few complaints. You know what I mean? Uh, the wildest thing that I seen at Holiday, I think you was there too. There was this weird dude named Cowboy from West Texas that had that life sentence and was already messing with mm -hmm. boys in Holiday. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Uh-huh. We had all been in jail about two weeks and he already had a girlfriend saying he had a life sentence he didn't Yeah, care. some of them don't wait, man. Ooh, I, man. Seen, I seen guys with two and three years. <laughs> with with boyfriends or, or be actually being yeah, being the girlfriend of somebody else. Oh, get man. turned out quick. Hey, you ever knew this cat on beat over name of Top Cat from Dallas, real fly? Kinda of, yeah, life sentence two elbow. No uh no. Man, that was uh -uh. my that was my scrabble partner. He would fall out of place and play scrabble with me. And it was me, him across the way. Mm-hmm. 
and two cats. One had like 20, one had like 40, these old time cats. And they said something fly about people messing with them boys. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we got to be careful what we say, too. Nothing disrespectful. Because I should tell her I had to cut it out. But anyway, said something about it. And, man, he slammed down the game and said, I do. What you going to do about it? <laughs> and, like, ready to fight him. And I'm thinking, man, I don't even know who my partner was or yeah, what he yeah, do. Yeah. Nothing I play with the dude every day, man. So it's like people that do it on the side, but then they ain't ashamed of it either. You know what I mean? It's a different world in that, man. That's I was crazy. on the Central Unit with a guy like that. He was a uh, he was a blood out of Houston, and he had been locked up. When I met, he had been locked up about fourteen years, and he had been gone since he was fifteen. And when you talk about yoked up and and cut, I mean this dude looked like a bodybuilder. And when he first got on the unit, he 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 raped somebody, right? He he raped somebody, and he he didn't hide it. It's some it's some guys in there that's like you you really not gonna you really not gonna talk bad to them about the choices that they make or you oh, just gonna man. have to deal with them and, oh, and some man. of them you really don't want to deal with them some of them that they call the punk I done seen punks knocking boys out oh yeah hardcore booty man yeah you can't you can't think just because they are homosexual that they that they a pushover because no, no, it's, no. it's not like that no, hardcore my first one I ever seen like that was in state jail uh, from. From Port Arthur named Alizé. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll tell you who brother that was later. They, Everybody from Port Arthur, they probably read the comments. It was a famous somebody over there, brother, man. I shouldn't even say that. But anyway, yeah. big, mm. big, big. You weren't going to play with that for at all. And if you look, and you know, he wasn't taking nothing from no man. But if you look like you might want to give it up, boy, he'd be right down your bunk sitting with you, man. Yeah. It was unbelievable. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's crazy. Oh. I want to, we're going to talk about his book in a little bit for sure. We're going to give them what they want to, some of this good prison stuff too, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When I caught up with Matt, what was crazy, when I caught up with him, we had both did two years already on the transfer deal. And that's how Texas works. You'll catch chain process, and then two years later, they're going to send you to a max unit or send you to a, a like Manor Wells or something. One yeah. or the other. Yeah, yeah. Either going somewhere for real or somewhere not. Depending on how much time you got left and all that, but, uh, we was actually, man, I don't know what the hell, I think going to the showers or something, and I seen Texas City across his back real big, and I said, man, who is that? Because <laughs> I ain't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, I, and yeah. I, I yelled, hey, Tech City. Uh -huh. And I yelled, Tech City, turn around. He tells this white dude yelling at me, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then, yeah. then he recognized me after a second, you know, so that was cool. I think, man, that was my, like, first or second, actually, that was my second or first day, for real. And I got a lay-in. That told me I had to work in laundry. Mm -hmm. So I said, man, laundry, I'm not even supposed to work in nowhere. I had uh, I was a fake Caesar patient. Ah, you know uh, I mean? yeah. I took, yeah, uh, yeah. took that dial in and went to pill and I spit it out every day and all that. That's what I did, you know what I mean? But I ain't supposed to have a job. So anyway, I go to laundry and I see him. I'm like, well, I guess I ain't gonna be too bad. Go over there. And for three days, I was battling them people, and I got out of laundry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, literally, this yeah. was my co-worker for three days. <laughs> yeah, working for free. Working for free. Working and, uh, for no free. phones back then, yeah, no yeah, nothing, yeah, man. Yeah. Just uh, terrible. Working so you might can snag your pair of clean clothes or something. That's it. That's that it. That's it, man. Uh, but he was my co-worker in the beat one laundry for three days. I slid out. He had to stay, unfortunately. But, hey, man, how big was that laundry, man? That thing 
Saucy D's Kimfo, y'all. This is cousin right here. So yeah, shout even, out to him, man. That's shout even a smile over. We should have started off telling them that. We didn't tell anybody. This was even weirder, y'all. When I got to this, how small the system is and how populated we are down there. I hate to say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gallus County. You're so popular. Into somebody you know. But when I got to be the one, I seen Dale, and that was my celly, Saucy D. Mm-hmm. Got to uh, the shower, seen Matt. I caught chain with. Then got to work. And man was right there working in the biggest prison ever. You know what I yeah, mean? He's yeah, right there. Yeah, and we yeah. working in the same little spot. Hey, man, it was it was really wild, man. See what they tell what they tell me. We got, we got them watching. Y'all hit that thumbs up for us, y'all. Check my man's book out, y'all. You can get it at Walmart.com. You can get it at Amazon.com. You can get it at all the places where you get your books. This is the real deal. It ain't no no little thin one, y'all. It is available at Walmart.com and Amazon.com. You can't have no excuse. Say hi, Tim. Who that? Uh, Or Amsbury. Okay, everybody. Say hi to me, too. Say hi to Matt, too, y'all. What's up? What's up? This family right here, Galveston County Rizzle, the OG. Oh, Melissa. Melissa Driggers watching. Man, yeah, what's she, up? What's up, Melissa? That's, you know her. Yeah, 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 yeah. She got a brother named Daryl, brother named Jacob. Yeah, shout out Daryl, Jacob. What's up, little homie? No, they say, what's the book about? I, I wrote that book that he's showing. Oh, we're going to get to the book. I actually wrote that in prison. Yeah, we're going to get to it. We're, we're going to get, get to it. it. Yeah, we got some good, exciting stories first, though, so at least get some high views. That's how you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Man, man, look, you mind if I go in the... When I ran in the saucy D in the county? No, hell no. Whatever you want to do. Man, okay, so look, man. We can't cuss. We can't cuss. Before, before I made it to Beto, I actually ran into him on Beto and saucy, uh, saucy D on Beto. I seen him too when I went there. But uh, in our county jail, when I was on my way back to TDC, I've been twice, right? In our county jail, they have a habit of overpopulating the doom. Now, yeah. it's two bunks to a cell. And what they'll do the majority of the time, they'll have too many people incarcerated, don't want to give nobody a bond and a bail that they can make, they want to hold on to you. So they'll have it to where in some of the cells, it's three people to a cell and you got boys sleeping on the floor, right? 
So when I got locked back up, I went into the county and they assigned me to a cell. So I went to the cell. I seen there was two people already in there. And so in my mind, I was like, man, look, I ain't, I'm not sleeping on the floor. I, I was still in my mind state, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a tough guy. I'm already on my way back. I'm not, I'm not sleeping on the floor. Now, I'm, by far, I'm not the weakest person in here, you know, but so I'm not going to be on the floor. So what I tell myself is, all right, I'm going to walk around the dorm. I'm going to see if there's anybody that I know in here, and boom, I'm going to go in the cell with them. So, you know, in the, not the old, old jail, but when they had the jail uh, on top of the, uh, pause, pause. yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like on top of that, that parking garage. That was rough enough because the door's closed. Man, you know, the door's man. closed. They lock, and the only way to open it is by pushing on that button and asking the guard. Our old county yeah. cell was one of the most violent oh, in the state man. of Texas because the guards didn't man. care. You can lock in the cells, and that's what we do. Just, you have to just get it. Whatever. Well, yeah, you walk around looking enough. for the cell, though. Yeah, so I'm walking around trying to find somebody that I know. So... I just happened to pass by one cell. I see one of my brothers in there. I see my brother sitting on the top bunk playing solitary. So real I was like, brother. My real, my blood brother that I grew real up brother. with. You know, same yeah, mama. Yeah. We grew up in the same house type brother, not just somebody I know. So I was like, oh, what's up, 220, man? What's going on? So I fall in there with him. I say, hey, man, who is your Sally? Because now I got what I want. Man, my brother in here. It's my brother's house. And we call it the house, the cell. Right. It's my brother's house. It's my house. Whoever the setting is, either he got to get on the floor or he got to go. So my brother was like, he tell me the, he tell me the dude's name, and he say, man, he probably out there playing cards or something. So I'm on the uh, I'm on the second floor. So I go to the rail and I look down. I don't, I don't even remember the dude's name right now, man. That's bad. And so I call out his name. He look up. I say, hey, that's you. Hey, you in this cell? Hey, come here. I need to talk to you. Oh, so shit. he put down the card. That's trouble in the whole county jail <laughs> talking to them. Let's talk out here, Yeah, you know what I mean? Hey, and I'm fresh in there. You already know. It ain't yeah. nothing good. No. We don't know each other. So he come up the stairs. He come into the cell. He like, hey, what's up? I say, hey, man, look. They assigned me to a cell where there's already two people in there. I'm not sleeping on the floor. This my brother. This my brother's house. This my, my house. real brother. You know? Yeah, this, man, this, we got the same mama. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? We got the same mama, man. So I tell him, I say, look, so this is how we're going to do this. Either you're going to get out the cell, and I'm just going to have your bunk, or you're going to take your stuff and put your stuff on the floor, and I'm going to take the bed, because I'm not sleeping on the floor, and I doggone sure ain't sleeping on the floor in my brother's house. And so he was like, well, 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 what did, where did they assign you to? What house did they assign oh, you to? This one. I, I, <laughs> I tell him. I didn't him, even care about that in the county. Yeah, 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 you can go wherever you want. So I told him, I said, hey, bro, don't don't worry about that. Don't worry about what they assigned me to. I just told you, you ain't hear me? This my brother. Right. I'm finna be in here, and I'm not sleeping on the floor. So either you're gonna put your stuff on the floor, or you're gonna put your stuff out, in the, uh, uh, out on the run. One of the two. So he tell me, man, man, I, I've been in here, at, you know, at X amount of months. Uh, and he started trying to plea bargain and talk. I said, all right. I said, all right, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it. I say, we'll fight for it. You feel me? Because, I mean, you when, when you in prison, it's a little something called prison rules that you just have to abide by. And so I tell him, all right, we can just fight for it. You know, if you win, you can you can keep, you can keep right, the you keep the house. You can keep the house. And I'll go on about my business. Let's fight for it. And so he tell me that he's not going to fight for it. What do you do that for? 
what he do that for? Time to pack up. Yeah, you 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 can't say that. Pack so up. Get on that tell door. Me, might have to get out the whole party. Yeah, you might have got the whole party. He tell me he don't want to fight me. So I, oh, you ain't gonna fight? Oh man, well it's easier than I thought it was gonna be. I grab his mat, throw it on the floor. I uh, what people do in there when they have their mail, they put their mail under under their mattress, right? And so I threw his mattress on the floor. I throw his letters down. I start taking his pictures. People uh, take their pictures to the oh, wall with man. toothpaste and stuff like that. So you can just have it up on the wall when you land yeah, down. You can look at your loved one. So I start taking all his pictures, throwing it on the floor. And he, hey, man, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? So after I threw all this stuff down, I turn around. I say, man, you already said you ain't going to fight. What are you still talking for? Boom. I give him a good one. I slap him. Right? I slap him. And so when I slap him, he bags up. And he's like, hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. And so my brother, <laughs> so my brother, I, you know, man, love him to death. But he was like, hey, I ain't hey, even hey, realizing hey, in here everybody else man, that that's your brother. Hey, I mean, no one or not. At, at this point, he, I told him, but I don't think it man, was processing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was processing. Because people say that. It's my bro. Like, I right, say, right, man, right. tell him, it's my bro. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, like. We grew up in the same house since, since I was born. I've been knowing him. I've been living with him, you know? And so uh, my brother was like, hey, man, look, I ain't doing all that. Miles. I was like, yeah, no, nah, we ain't going to do nothing because he ain't going to fight. Not throw his stuff outside. So he walk out, right? And so I think, all right, it's over. So I start talking to my brother. We catching up. A few minutes go by. <laughs> right? Check this out. A few minutes go by. I hear people walking towards the cell. I just hear feet. Coming down the uh, coming down the walkway, so boom, a couple of guys come to the cell, a couple of black dudes. So I turn around, I look at them, they're like, man, what's going on? What's going on? So I look at them, I say, I say, man, what you mean? What's going on, man? Hey, man, I told him I'm taking this bump. He could fight for it. He didn't want to fight. So I so I threw his stuff out, and now I'm putting my stuff down. That's what that's what's going on. And so I hear somebody like coming up behind them, like, man, hold on, man, hold on, man, who is that in there? Who is that in there? And so somebody pushed to the front of the <laughs> pushed to the front of the crowd. Man, I see my boy Saucy D, right? Oh, I man. see my boy Saucy Dale. Small hey, world, man. Hey. Yeah, small world. So when he see me, he like, oh, man, what's up, King Folk? So I'm like, oh, what's up, fam? My dad was I huh? hug him. And so I see the dude that I just kicked out. He behind the group of individuals, and he peeking over their shoulder. Uh -huh. So when he see Saucy D call me King Folk, shake my hand and give give me a hug and start asking me how the family doing i see this Damn. it's law i see help hopelessness <laughs> i see hopelessness in his eyes. The right so saucy d turn around he's like oh man look this is my family that's his brother he, if, if he want to be in here he, he gonna be in here so i was like man i say hold on man, man. he went and tried to get you he was like yeah man he wanted me to come get the <laughs> get the sale back for him Here. We don't try to uh, brag or boast of nobody. You'll actually be that guy 
in your cell for about three or four months relaxing and have some dude tell you, hey, man, get out. Like, out of nowhere, yeah. bro. That yeah. came out of nowhere. How, you know, man wasn't expecting that. Nah. He, he was down in cars. He was in neutral, and you all the way in You know what I'm <laughs> He was living his life. Yeah, he was living his life. Dang, he probably on a speeding ticket or something. He ain't ready for going back to the prison and all this other, you know, young man. That's just how it goes. And that's a... Uh, that's something too that we try to tell them, man, man, you gotta, you gotta stay on your guard like that, and nobody wants to live like that all the no, time. No, man, nobody wants to live no. like that. Not even you. Like an animal. You, I actually, man, I ain't just real proud of because I ain't told the story, but I had to remove somebody off the floor and I put them on the floor in Harris County. And it was an older cat, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You gotta really mm-hmm. look around and see who you finna move. Hey, older cat, get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It is what yeah. it is, but you don't want to be the one with your head by the toilet and all that, man. You'll be in jail. Either getting stepped on, pubic hair is landing on you while mm-hmm. somebody urinating in the middle of the night. Man, mm-hmm. who wants that, man? No mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way, man. Because you, you, you forced into that situation. And see, the thing the thing about it is, this this what I learned. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all something, man. I, I don't try to be a tough guy. That ain't that ain't my M.O. I ain't oh, hold on. Tell me how tall you are. You, yeah, I'm, man, I'm 5'7". And That's when right. I, I, right now, I'm about 160. But when I went in there, man, I was 135. Yeah. Soaking wet. The first time I went to prison, I mean, I was 19, 135, soaking wet. 5'7", you know? 135, 19. Yeah. And the Fresh. thing about it, you... you Never left out of Texas. Man, nah, I ain't even been nowhere. Yeah, me either. I ain't even really been nowhere. And, but the thing about it is... You're you're going to be forced into those situations because it's now every everybody not like that. You got you have you have some people they straight gorilla mind state. You know they don't they don't mind living in this animalistic environment. No, some and, people prefer to excel in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they they'll force you to get on that level. But the thing about it, if you're willing to defend yourself. You won't have you won't have too many problems, but you you will have to defend yourself. And if you won't, if you're not willing to defend yourself, man, man, when we was on Beto, right? Check this out. When we was on Beto, and I was uh working in the laundry, they this one kid came in, man, young man, he was like 19. He had like three years, fam. He had like three years. They put him in the laundry. Short term over there, right? Yeah, man, yeah. And so he they called him they called him Slim, cause he was kind of tall and skinny, and and he he was green. I don't remember what he was in there for, but he he really wasn't from the streets, so he he didn't. You could tell he didn't understand how to conduct himself. And so while he was in there, they put him with the group of guys that was working the washing machine. And those guys, like some of them, they they were predators. You understand what I'm saying? And so they start pushing up on him, right? They they start pushing up on him like that. That happened like. And that's that's the area where it can happen. Yeah, right too. behind the machine. Right behind the machine, dusty yeah. between two machines. Yeah, helpless. Yeah, they'll start giving they you know they start giving them stuff. They'll give you stuff. They'll give you coffee. They'll give you soups. They'll give you stamps. And you think they're just trying to be friendly? But really, they yeah, they, they finessing you. They finesse and and that's how they was doing them. He thought it was all sweet, like they was his friends. Like, like, no, really, they want you to be somebody's some big friends down in laundry. <laughs> no, they yeah, ain't free, man. Yeah, because they, like, in the laundry, they had access to trade not clothes for food from the kitchen. So it was good. And when you have a job, you know it. When you have a job, it's kind of more wide open because you actually got access to trade and right, something. Right, People right. be willing to give you stuff, food, stamps, right. uh, 
weed, cigarettes, See, if you saying, can get them clean clothes. Listen, people don't understand in Texas, you're only allowed, some units is one, but some places you're allowed two sets of clothes yeah. at a time. That's it. That's it. One to wear, one to wash. That's or it. Or one to trade in. That's it. And uh, you, do, you don't get your own personal set. You literally trade them in and get the next one. Trade them in and get the next mm-hmm. one. If you got somebody like Matt that you cool with, he can bring something back to you that be yeah. your own personal issue, fresh, white, starch down, Stop looking down. good. <laughs> well, you go to visit and you look good, you feel good. Everybody you know want to look good. Everybody want to look good, you know what I mean? Or if you might have to go to uh, medical that day, you mm-hmm. got to see a bunch of nurses, you want to look good, stuff like that. So the prison laundry was a good hustle, wasn't it, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because every, everybody wants everybody want the clean clothes. Everybody wants the clean clothes. I remember I used to trade clothes for like peanut butter and pork chops and stuff Ooh, like that. That people to bring back from the kitchen. They like, hey, look, bring me back a jar of peanut butter. I'm going to bring you some tight whites. They call them tight whites. Tight whites And because how they say, you only get two sets. And so when you trade them out, you liable to trade them out. Then you liable to get a raggedy set back. Because, you know, it's a it's thousands, a couple of thousands of people here. Oh, man. So they're just giving it out. I mean, but I'm Not trying you. to tell the kids. You would get some boxes with some stains in them. Man. Am I lying? Man, not? straight up. You would trade in your clothes, man. Straight up. You the coolest, flyest guy in the world. You got three chicks riding you, one chick visiting you, commissary stacked up. You got all the cigarettes for sale. You go trade in your boxes and get some dirty, stained up, nasty ones, man. Mm-hmm. They don't care who you are, man. If you mm-hmm. ain't sliding something to them, you getting that. That's why it's some guys, they'll wash their own, man, they'll wash their own yeah, clothes. I used to. But get this, man. How do you have to wash your clothes, fam? Yeah, <laughs> How is boys washing their clothes in okay, them? Okay, they don't even know about that. They man. don't know. See, man, you get into some stuff we ain't talking. In the state of Texas, you're going to wash your clothes in your toilet. You're going to wash your clothes in the toilet. Like, literally, you're going to wash. Literally. First, but because first, you're going to clean your you toilet. Okay? Yeah. First, you're going to clean your toilet. We ain't going to just take no dump in it and then wash it. Get that powder from the that, SSI. That bippy. That bippy. You know yeah, you can take bippy from the SSI or something. You can buy some extra bippy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or the mm-hmm. cop come around put it on your stuff sometimes. But the bippy is like a Comet slash bleach. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Comet Ajax bleach type. type. It, it, it yeah. cleans, though. It does. Yeah, it's sterilized. You got to literally clean your toilet. Yeah. Then rinse the water, do all yeah. this, and then rinse yeah. the toilet in it. Oh, then, uh, what if you want a cold soda? You know what I'm saying? Boys, Man. hey, boys float their sodas in the toilet Boys float their sodas because the, the toilet is metal, and so it's going to keep that water at a certain temperature. You cool. feel me? Everything around and so right. they, they let it float in the water. And then you have some people, and I, I bought into it, too. They're like, man, it's the, the toilet's the cleanest. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cleanest thing. <laughs> Cellie in there with you. A lot of times people will try to wait for their cellie to go to school, 
Right, before right. They, before they do that. Though, yeah. I, I, you know, there's some people in prison that have a phobia by using the restroom in front of other people. Yeah. And they be on lockdown, yeah. holding it, miserable and yeah. stuff. It's crazy people, man. man it's it's first, weird people in there. The first time I went, I ain't gonna lie, bro. The first time I went to prison, it was probably about four days. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It was It's about four days. Because when we was young, they would literally <laughs> take us to holiday, though, man, where you had the boo boo. With people watching. That's how Pam Winston State Jail was. Same way, same mm -hmm. way all the other facilities where it was open toilets, open shower. Now they told me they got uh, like curtains at least. You know what yeah. I mean? So we didn't even get the pleasure of shower curtains. Yeah. Hey, MB though, 200, what them 200 man showers, 100 man showers or something, man. You got, yeah, you're literally, yeah, you're in line, nuts to butt, they call it, yeah, waiting yeah, to trade yeah, in your clothes. Yeah. The yep. police got the temperature control. They got yep. the pressure control. Yeah. If it's cold, you're taking a cold shower. If it's hot, you're taking a hot shower. Mm -hmm. Shit like that. You're bathing with everybody because it is so many people. You know what I mean? You, if you're you, shy, man, that's a sorry place to yeah. be, man. Then, then, then you, you, you'll, you'll, be on, you'll be on certain units and the guard to put more people in there than shower heads. So oh, yeah. what, what you'll have to do is this real talk, man. So far, you'll go around. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you have to go in there and like somebody be standing there getting wet. You be like, man, let me get some of that water. And then then you step in and you getting wet and they lathering up with the soap. And then you move out the way, they get back in and rinse off, then you lathering up with the soap. And then you get in and you rinse off. It's that man, it's just that bad, man. It's you just know, that bad. You know what I told a story about the worst ever prison hustle that I seen over there first was the old man that would collect that soap. Smash it together and, and sell it. So, yeah, they were yeah, selling big balls, man. That was yeah, crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, getting that stuff off the ground. Probably got pews and stuff. Man, they were taking the dirty soap out the <laughs> shower and smash them together. And now it's, it's worth 50 cents on the prison. Right. I, I, man, that ain't worth nothing to me, man. But they were bomb. I they love Saucy D, but he kept one of them nasty <laughs> balls in his cell, man. Them things gross, man. I didn't want to do it, man. Hey, yeah, no, no, no. And see, luckily, luckily, I, you know, I, I had, I had my parents and you know certain individuals that were sending me money every now and then, so you could, you could buy hygiene. Right, but every, right. every, some people indigent, you know, some people they don't have anybody that's out there in the free world that's able to send them something. So, you know, they so think they, 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 they don't know if you have no money. You're going to be brushing your teeth with just pure baking soda. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. too hot, they call it. And it's nasty. And you're going to get these little bitty blue eye soaps that's going to burn you. Yeah, yeah. They will burn you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to stay soaked and too powder. You're going to get bloody gums, mm -hmm. uh, gingivitis, mm -hmm. and burn from live soap, man. So if you have people in there, man, send them some money. They need it, man. Yeah, For man. real. Yeah, hey, a little I'm, bit goes a long way. I want to ask you, though, we're going to turn it a little bit, bad about the book, man. I'll okay. just start right. I mean, it's, where's the book at? Where's the book? Uh, what we just do with the book? Man, we crazy. Right there, nice right there. Okay, right listen. There. This is what it say. I'm going to read it again because everybody wasn't here. This is Matthew Daniels, y'all. Okay, look. He wrote this book. It's available at walmart.com. And it's available at Amazon.com. And man has a channel called The Chosen Few. It's www.youtube.com slash The Chosen Few. And you spell few, P-H-E-W. Okay? Y'all make sure y'all go subscribe to my boy. He ain't been doing a lot of the prison stories, but we're going to get him on them, y'all. Because we know that's what y'all like. And he got a bunch of them, too. You know what I mean? So, 
Check it out. Oh, I'm going to read right here what it says on the back, and then we're going to get to it. It says, Matthew Daniels was born in Texas City, Texas, to two loving parents. The youngest of nine children, he, was always, he always had a love of reading and writing, and he learned how to do both before he even started school. Matt completed his first short story for school contests at the age of 12, and he won first place. Deep down, he always knew he wanted to be an author, and he's always reached for that goal. Matt also loves reading, and he owns a personal library with both more than 300 books at home. Matt Daniels still lives in Texas City with his wife and three children, and he looks forward to, to publishing many more novels in the future. So, what does this say? Basically, Matt, man, you, I'm reading this. I didn't even realize you're fighting all your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. You started at a young age. That's why you're good at it. How many pages in this book right here? Uh, 371. I actually wrote that on the unit I was on before I came to Beto. Well, that's what I wanted to. That's what I'm gonna get to. So listen, you. You actually have been an author all your life. You're born with it in you, okay? And uh, you actually wrote this book in prison. But what I'm what I'm trying to think about is, it, did it take you to get to prison to slow down enough to write a book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like I say, I started writing when I was young. But when I fully involved myself into the streets, into the criminal culture, into the into the gang lifestyle, I really saw no value in that anymore. Right. And I focused myself on quote unquote criminal activity. Right, right. And so it wasn't until I was back in prison for the second time and I realized how I was messing up my life. Right. And so I started to understand that if I didn't change my thinking and if I didn't change my pattern of behavior, I was going to be one of these guys that I was seeing with 20, 30, 40 years. I mean, when you see people in there with life, it really hits home that something that you do in a, in a, in an instant, where you're not even really thinking, something that you do because you're out somewhere and something happens and you can literally lose the rest of your life. When that really sunk in, I knew I, I knew I had to get back to a more positive version of myself. Beautiful. You know what I mean? Hey, what you're saying, man, is something that there. I we'll, I'll be the first one to admit. I believe there's no rehabilitation in prison. It's each man's choice. Yeah. But what you said is actually what rehabilitates us. You sit next to them guys with them big old numbers, man. And you can either see yourself being them or see yourself never being them, man. Yeah, facts. And then, facts. I mean, like, there's no, there's only, it's either them or it ain't them. The life sentence guys are not, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. 40s, 50s, football numbers. And we were blessed to go in on some small numbers, too, man, and see some of those guys. And uh, let me see right here what it's. So the book is about Dickinson. Okay, so I haven't even. I'm the first one to admit, y'all. I'm sorry, friend. I haven't even read the book yet. I'm. I'm no, it's, it's about good. It. It's good. Uh, but listen, hold on. Let's back up a little bit because we got time here. Okay. You started writing the book. Uh, where you was on transfer unit? Man, I was uh I was at Travis State Jail in Austin, Texas. Okay. And uh, in prison in Texas, like he kind of alluded to earlier, you have some units that you go to where you can do. A hundred years, if that's how you if that's how much time you have. But then you also have some units where the maximum time you can spend on that unit is two years. And so Travis State Jail, well, it ain't State Jail, excuse me, but Travis Travis Jail, Travis and, uh, jail and, yeah, in Austin is like one of those two year facilities. Right. So if you have more than two years, you can go there and spend possibly two years there. But then they'll ship you to another unit. Texas does that so we can get ourselves together, man. They don't just drop yeah. you into the sharks. They yeah. give you two years to do your push-ups and two years to get mm -hmm. yourself together and figure your life out before you got to go in there with the I max. I think it was like Ian Wing. 
One of them wings on Beto was like 50 and up, I think. Yeah, it was U Wing, I believe it was. Yeah, okay. Got that yeah. J3 over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, where everybody oh, yeah. had that big time. I think it was you. If it wasn't you, man, I'm sorry. It's been a while since so we've been over there. But yeah. uh, I told a story about that. And, bro, listen, my brother Face, that's what, uh, rest in peace to my brother, man. He didn't understand, bro, that he, well, first of all, they offered my brother 10 years, three times. Went to trial and got uh, 50. Okay, a uh, 50, man. It was man. crazy. 10, 10, 10, went to trial, my blood brother got 50. Okay, well, he didn't even understand, and I was trying to tell him in the county, fam, because he had only been down on the deuce before. Yeah. Did 11 months on the deuce, and somewhere down south, never even seen an ID unit. I was trying to explain to him about that wing on Vito that we seen, bro. That whole hell, you see that one time in your life, you'll always remember that, because that wing... And uh, Mr. Larry, we was talking about him more. That that's a custody in Texas called G three. Mm-hmm. When you come in a system with fifty years or more, mm-hmm. you start G three. You have to be on that wing for more than ten years. Yeah, yeah. Cooling. Yeah. To get off of that wing, man. Yeah. And when guys would come off of that wing back to population, another wing, they would throw them like a big party. Mm-hmm. Like, welcome to the world. They would call that yeah. the world. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how bad that was yeah. over there. That the regular GP was the world, man. And them dudes were all miserable, man. And the crazy part about it was you would work with them. You yeah. would see them in the shower. You'd see them in the shower hall. They were everywhere, too. But yeah. they all had to house together. Yeah, they all lived in the same place. Yeah. yeah. And that was the dangerous spot where nobody minded even killing you, man, because... Because everybody there had a 50 on up. They all had 50 and up, man. Yeah. All of them got 50 and up. That that was that was crazy to me. Like crazy, that was man. that was shocking. I honestly, when I went to Beto, I had nine months left on a on. I was doing three years, mm-hmm. and so I had nine months left till I completed the whole three years. And shock probation. I was thing, wondering. Man. I was like, why did y'all even send me here? Right. What am I doing here? What gang, am I doing here with Gang affiliation people? did it. Yeah, that's what did it. No, gang yeah. affiliation. You yeah. can't go to the uh, pre-release if you're gang affiliated, so you got to go finish your time over there. Same mm-hmm. thing happened to me and everybody else, man. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, one thing we can say in Texas. Thank God it's not like... Them fools do try to keep... They, yeah. They'll say plain and simple. They'll hand them the knife and make them go do something, man. Like, the big homies wasn't trying to keep us there, thank God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they could have... And that would have been scary, you know, uh, man, so you started writing your book in Travis County State Jail. I, I know what that looks like in there. That ain't even a whole bunch of privacy or anything. What did you do to nah. sit down on your book with a notepad? Those, on your those book? were doing well. I, How you do that? How I had been there for a while, so it was it was the type of it was the type of environment to where I, when I was writing the book, it took me four months, right? So I would get up early in the morning and I would go to the day room with so my, with my, with my notebook. Yeah, I would write a chapter a day. Oh, wow. I was writing about a chapter a day, you know, give or take. But my goal was to write like a chapter a day. And I would sit there and I would, I would push that chapter out. And see, well, and what got me to doing that is uh, I was married to my first wife when I was there. I'm, mar- I'm married now, but I'm not married to the woman that I was with when I was in there. And so I used to write her short stories, you know, explicit, right? right. Explicit stories. You know how in jail your your mind Adult goes stories, there. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And so a couple of my a couple of my friends that was in there, they like I I let them check out the story, 
right? And so they was like, man, you can write, you can write. And I was like, yeah, man, I can write. You know what I mean? Right. I, you know, I've been writing my whole life, right? You know, it's a talent that I got, it's a gift. And so yeah. they started telling me, man, you man, you need to try to write a book, write a book, write a book, write a book. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get, get, get my hand at it. Because, like, actually, bro, that's how I was making money on Travis State Jail. People was paying me right, love, love, to, to, love. Write, to write graphic stories to their <coughs> significant others out there in the world. Nice, Real nice. talk. I was, make, I was making money like that. I was making money writing yeah. letters for people. It was a love letter writer. Yeah, for real, man, for yeah. real. And yeah, so, yeah. And so I, started, I started putting together books. And so the first book I tried to write, it was a, it was a science fiction novel about time travel. Right. And so within the story, my main character had went to another part of the world and I hit writer's block because it was hard for me to describe somewhere that I had never been. Yeah. And so normally out here, if you're writing a book, it's, it's, it's research material. You can go online, you can Google stuff, you can look stuff up, you can go to the library, you can read other books and you can get a vivid picture of what an area looks like and the, the customs and cultures in that area and write it. And so what I realized, I was like, man, you know what? I'm not going to be able to finish my book like like this, not until I get out. So I had to switch it. And you know, one of the main types of books that float around in prison is them urban fiction novels. Urban novels. It's, it's, it's drug it's sales, it's car chases, them, it's gang banging, it's murder, it's, you know, it's sexually explicit activity. And I was like, you know what? I've been involved in this my whole life. If I make that the setting of the book, it won't be nothing for me to finish it. Right. And so I wrote that story. Uh, the main character is a guy named A.B., Anthony Boone. And he grew up in Dickinson, Texas. He's a youngster. And so he has a drug-addicted mother, and he never really knew his father. And he's just a young hustler. But he has the mind state that he really don't even like the streets, right? But he feels like he can hustle his way into enough money to where he can make it out of the street life and then, you know, he, you know, everything will be good. You know, change his life and he can go legit, watch the money, open up a, open up a real business. Right, hold on now. When you was writing this, were you putting some of yourself into the character too? Or was it just third party all? Yeah, well, I, I definitely had to draw from personal experience, right? Like the character, A.B. A, himself, he's a, he's a fictional character. You, you know what I mean? Like I made him up in my mind. But when you read the book and you see some of the thought processes that his mind goes through, a lot of those thought processes I've, I've had myself. Right, with, right. Even with the whole mentality of he didn't even like his situation in the street. You will find that a lot of a lot of people, a lot of don't nobody like poverty, man. No, really you understand what I'm saying? Don't nobody like poverty. Nobody, nobody really likes the, the situation that they in. That's why if you see an individual get rich playing ball, playing football, rapping or something like that, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to buy them a home that's away from all that foolishness. So the average individual like us, we're trying to get out. The majority of people are trying to get out, but they just get caught up in it. And then when they get caught up in it, they start catching cases. They go to jail. They get out. You have to start your life over again. Yeah, you're stuck in the system. You can't get a job. You can't get an apartment in your name. Nobody wants to trust you. You see what I'm saying? So when you can't get a job, but you still got to eat, you're going to go back to what you know. You go back to what you know, you're going to get jammed up again. So I pull from a lot of personal feelings and experiences and put them inside of the book and I encapsulated that into a fictional into a fictional story that man is fire. All the reviews that I've been getting, bro, is they, they loving it, man. They loving how raw it is, awesome. how vivid it is. You know what I mean? Well man, look who did it. 
a raw, vivid character wrote it. You Somebody know what I mean? that came from it. So it's easy to explain and express. It's called Suicide Note, y'all. Mm-hmm. And listen, we ain't talking about no BS. This man's book is for sale on Walmart.com. Yeah. Amazon.com. Yeah. And a yeah. bunch of other stuff. That's all we got to say right here. Yeah. Walmart.com yeah. yeah. and Amazon.com. Man, it's a website based out of the UK that got it. And it's a website based out of Australia that okay, got We do have a bunch of UK yeah. viewers, too. So Man, you know what it's called or not? Uh, book, book depository, something like that. Man, book for sale so many places, he don't even know. That's yeah, what's up. That's yeah. how you know it's successful, man. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, Man, how long you been home right now staying out of trouble? I, I got off for the last time, man, in 2008. When I got re released from Beto, I never looked back, man. I never looked back. You know back. what? I'm going to say something to you, man. Uh, well, I got ultimate respect for you. I did fall back, bro, one time since then. But the first time I seen Matt when we came home, he was at work. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like working. I said, oh, my boy's working, man. He ain't selling no drugs. He ain't mm -hmm. robbing nobody. Mm -hmm. He was working. <clears throat> I was proud of him. At that time, I was still going to truck driving school. Yeah, Broke with a joke, man. you know what I'm saying? I said, man, I'm going to truck driving school. And since then, that's what I've been doing, man. But we're just proud of you, man. Man, out here, uh, man, family, you. man, working, everybody, man. And we just want y'all to go check this book out. See, Matt still has all rights to his book. This is his book, y'all. That uh, the man didn't come take his or none of that. or He didn't have to sell it or anything like that. So we're, we're glad that he's still going to get the buffs. Y'all get this, and he gets the dollars, man. You know what I mean? And uh, one thing I want to do before we go, man, because it's about an hour right here. Okay. I want you to tell any of the kids, man, because listen, kids, y'all, if y'all don't know about this genre, it's called urban novels, bro. Do you know the free world kids don't know about these? They really don't, man. Yeah, nah. This yeah. is the thing. Listen, man, this dude here, me, all of us, when we go to prison, we start reading these things, kids. Like, this is like, oh, uh, we don't want to watch... Well, we watch the soap opera, but this is our excitement. Man, this is like our movies, man. This is uh, people jacking, robbing, man. You know what I'm saying? All the exciting stuff that you ever wanted to read, this is it right here. Yeah. This is the genre. And the yeah. free world people just don't know about it, man. They're usually 200 to 300 pages. Mm -hmm. You can normally knock it out on a weekend, you know what I mean? Take it uh It's just a damn, it's fun. So you children out there, really, for real, y'all don't, y'all never read a book? It will be your first good one to start with. You know what I mean? Pass it around through the hood. And anybody watching out of Galveston County, and we do have a lot of them, man, all of y'all need to go support this man. He just said now it's been uh, 12 years that he stayed out of trouble, 12 years that he's been enlightening himself. Every time he talks, it's about something with knowledge. Uh, what is your channel about? Tell him about your channel, man. Uh, okay, on my YouTube channel. The Chosen Few. Yeah, The Chosen Few. Few spelled P-H-E-W, and it's all spelled as one word. What I try to do now is I try to give, like, little short, 10-minute, motivational, you know, you know, talks, inspirational talks, because now I, I get it. I get it, and I'm, I'm living it. And I'm trying to explain to people that what you really got to realize is if you change how you think, you can change your reality. You probably heard it before, but it's, it's, it's real. It's real. I went from being in prison, writing this book, to now it's actually published and selling on Amazon.com and selling on Walmart.com. A lot of people in the community are supporting it. I've been selling signed copies myself. I was just, just yesterday I sold like three copies. 
You know what I mean? Just yesterday I sold like three copies, signed copies. And so what I be trying to do with my channel is explain to people the process of how to change their thinking. Because it's only when you change your thinking will you change your actions, right? Whatever a cup is filled up with, when that cup gets tipped over, that's what's going to come out. So if you always fill yourself up with negativity, anger, hate, aggression, if that's all you think about, that's all you talk about, in a split second, whenever a situation happens, normally people, we, we react before our brain can actually really process the whole situation, and you're going to react based off what you're filled up with. So if you're filled up with negativity, hate, anger, aggression, in that instance, when something happens, when you have a life-altering decision to make, you're going to do it, you're going to respond in a negative, aggressive, angry way because that's what you're filled up with. And then when you get inside that cell and you're sitting inside a booking and you calm down and it's several hours after the fact, you're going to be kicking yourself and you're going to say, you know what, that wasn't even worth it. Every time. It wasn't even worth it. Now I'm going to go to prison two, three, four, five, twenty, fifty years. And sometimes it's too late. Let me ask you something, bro. Is anything, I mean, okay, listen. You're, you're so smart, so I want to ask you something. I've always had a lot of respect for it. It's for the children out here, okay, and for the people that haven't been. Other than maybe defending your children, defending your life or something, what is worth going to prison for? Man. What the hell's worth going in there for, man? Like, nothing. Nothing, bro. Right now, listen. Nothing. I'm 39 years old, okay? Man, it'd be hard, but in public, I can, I can tolerate disrespect now. Mm -hmm. I can mm -hmm. honestly do it, man. I couldn't before. I feel like if somebody disrespect me, man, oh, man, I'm weak if somebody knows or something. Yeah. But you know what I am now? It's hard for me, man. I just even had an issue last week with this. I ain't going to talk about it. But to tolerate disrespect, I have to tell myself, man, you're a father. <laughs> You're dead. Thanks. And I have to think about how my father was, and he don't care who disrespects him. He'll laugh at him and drive off. Mm -hmm. And he's been a good dad, you know what I mean? So I need to be like, shout out to my dad. I need to be more like him. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I'm saying is there's nothing, there's nothing out there worth separating him from his family, him from his success, him from his, uh, look, man, this is only the first one. You going to write some more? Yeah, I actually have five books written already. My second one should be coming out this summer. I'm working on it. I got the project going. It's already written. I just have to type it up, send it to my publishing company. And my goal is to get my second book, Thicker Than Water, published uh, this, this summer, this year. Awesome, man. That's beautiful. See, yeah. man's got another book he's working on. He's leaving a legacy here. Uh, God forbid if something happened to you, man, you're leaving something for your family, for your friends, for the world to cherish, man, other than just a little video. It's, it's good, man, man. We much love. Hey, Texas Prison Story family, man, we're going to ask everybody go check out the book called Suicide Note by Matthew Daniels on Walmart.com, Amazon.com, uh, your favorite book place. Check out his channel. It's called The Chosen Few. It's all one word. T-H-E-C-H-O-S-E-N-P-H-E-W, y'all. Few is with P-H-E-W. We got the link down below. And uh, just a real cat, man. Like I say, we caught Chain together, worked in the laundry together. Came home together, man. You know what I'm saying? So we just did it all, man. And I really wanted y'all to meet him. Y'all go support the channel. And uh, hold that book up one more time, man, for real. Matt Daniels, y'all. Texas City. A real OG right here that changed his life. Comes from a real family. Bunch of real brothers, man. Bunch of 
Shout out to all your brothers, man. Send no shout out to everybody. Where you want to shout out, man? Just man, Old yeah. Texas City, man. You know well, what I'm first saying? First, I want to say I appreciate you. Shout out to you for even allowing me on the platform to tell some of my story, all promote right. my book a little bit. You know, I, I, I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate the opportunity, man. Shout out to my wife, my children. You know what I mean? Got to get the them family. in there. Shout out to my family, all my brothers, my sister. Everybody that's already bought the book, man. What's I, love I, I everybody can't, that bought I can't the book. forget that. Everybody that's already ordered it, everybody that's thinking about ordering it, man, I appreciate it. And I'm telling you, you will not regret it. You 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 would expect me to say that because I wrote it, but <laughs> I, I'm telling you, if you get Real the deal. book and you start reading it, you're gonna say, Hey, you know what? When this guy said that suicide note is changing the book world, it's changing the book game. You, you will believe me because now I'm I'm very intelligent. I'm an intelligent individual and I know how to write. And so I, I was able to make the book so vivid, graphic, raw, and real is because I've experienced a lot of the situations that I'm talking about. So it's like I, 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 I take you there. So right, shout out right. to everybody that already bought the book. Shout out to everybody that planned on buying the book. And shout out to my family, you know, One Love Hotel. No doubt, man. Much love, man, man. I'm going to send a special shout-out to my big homie, Mr. Larry, man. Lee A. Larry, he's got his book, too, man. And uh, he's got three that's going to drop out to the market, too. Mm, and when, when Larry, three books drop out, uh, it's going to be live, too. He's going to touch it like you are, too, man. Much love. Hey, Matt, show y'all some love right here to the homie from Texas City, y'all. Much love. Texas prison story, man.